Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I don't like blood and guts. But I love them when they're lengthily discussed. This one together. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to with Gorley and Rust. I'm Matt Gorley. Your co-host. I'm your co-host. I'm your coast to coast host at the most, Matt Gorley, and I'm rocking October with a two for Tuesday twin spin with my <laughs> DJ buddy PR Paul Rust taking it out. Um, Paul. <laughs> I'm Paul Rust. I'm also a host of with Gordley and Rust. Oh my gosh, we are uh, we are. What would you say? Um, chin deep in the waters of Shark Weeks right now. Wow. Yeah, we're getting deeper and deeper, as if the seas of the South Pacific are the quicksands of Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Have I done us a single favor since this thing has begun? <laughs> so many favors. <laughs> so many flavors. Oh, yeah, they rhyme. They rhyme. <laughs> this is the Cozy Cast Easy Listening podcast where we take horror franchises and one-off films and discuss them at length, at your pleasure, yeah. and at your service. Y- yes. Uh, most definitely. Yeah. And then uh, uh, we also, uh, you know. To let people know we got a Patreon, patreon.com with Gorley and Rust. Oh, there's so many goodies over there. We got a a commentary coming up, right? Uh, For a little movie called A Sleepaway A Camp. It's Italian. (laughs) A Sleepaway (laughs) A Camp. with uh, well, in a movie, there are uh, uh, those gorgeous uh, um, uh, accents like, I thought you were the killer, <laughs> so sleep away at camp, uh, feels fitting, <laughs> uh, uh, but um, yeah, and then at the end of that commentary, mm-hmm. you reveal your pick. Uh, for the next month as yeah, well. Yeah. So and then uh, and then we got mailbags over there as well. We got mailbags. Right, right. We're going to be doing a cozy awards episode That's coming right. up. 
Maybe. <gasps> oh, I guess we should talk about this little bit of business. A scandal sure. rocks the with Gorley and Rust a world. Scandal? Not really. Oh boy, my well, heart skipped a beat as if a shark was just a <laughs> named scandal was coming right at me. So we announced last week that we're adding two episodes to this season, and that's Piranha and Cruel Jaws. Yes. Now can't wait. We also. I had always planned, and still are, this is going to happen, letting the trustees who are the Patreon subscribers, and yes. if you yourself go to patreon.com slash with Gorley and Rust, you can vote in on this, but what they get to pick one of these movies. Right. And I put up five options. Right? Oh, okay. I think I know what the yeah. controversy you're, uh, uh, gonna, you're alluding to. Yes. Just sit tight, everybody. Not since Watergate. You know what? I, I'd say it's more of a contra Hershey because it's so sweet. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's, it's delicious. So I put up The Meg, The Reef, The Shallows, The Day of the Dolphin, and uh, 47 Meters Down. Uh Person, man, woman, camera, TV. <laughs> that was good recall, Gorley. Wow. You can, uh, not me, I'm saying for no, you, you, that was good recall with those titles. Wow. Uh, well, they were all thes except for one, and then I couldn't remember yeah. the non-the. I just want you to know you passed the sundowning test. Thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so then I put it up, and, and many people ha- understood that it would be difficult to see the day of the dolphin because the only place it's available other than if you get it on blu-ray which we don't want everyone to have to buy a blu-ray is the um public library streaming app but also i believe it's not even that simple because it depends on your local area as to whether Mm -hmm. it's available that sort of thing yes i'm sure most people would find their way to it but we wanted it to be egalitarian especially when this episode goes to the free zone you know there's a lot more listeners and it might not be quite as easy so and that's the free zone not the freeze zone or the fro zone from (laughs) From the the incredible yeah that's it and uh so we took that off and re-voted but i think that was smart i think we can do that film as a patreon bonus along the way ourselves we don't even have to do a commentary we can watch it and just do an episode for the specific film the day of the dolphin because those people i think can you know mostly get to it they'll get to it yeah yeah interesting because i i read that mike nichols book uh um by mark harris um and uh a wonderful book can't recommend it highly enough mark harris okay. is my favorite writer of film and culture wow. and the uh, the day of the dolphin you read that book and you go i want to watch the day of the dolphin so it's crazy to me that it's not um <clears throat> streaming i really want to watch it in fact just just to show how objective we are here i was hoping that movie would win yeah, that is very objective that you would the same, same for me because yeah. I've never seen it. So then we did a revote down to the Meg, the Reef, the Shallows, and 47 meters down. And it looks like we have a winner, but a contentious winner, I must say. Ooh. Not in votes. It's a clear winner in votes. So oh, but the, in the it comments. stands. Yeah, but a, there's this is a really polarizing movie. The Meg is going to be the film. I have not seen The Meg, but I've gotten hints that it's not. The most beloved of the Me too. Uh, of these movies. I was pulling for the shallows, which yes. is the second the runner up at four hundred and eight votes, where the Meg has five hundred and fifty eight votes. So I don't think there's any way the shallows can take it. But those are lead those two um are way ahead of the reef and forty seven meters down. So. And uh, and uh in all objectivity, I was hoping 
and hope that the shallows wins. Uh, well, I will say the voting's not the done. I've never seen any of these four movies. The but voting's not done, so you still could theoretically, if you're a Patreon, get in. We're not trying to sway your right, votes or right, anything. Right. I mean, this is, we're just not that kind of podcast. We would never do that. But aren't we recording the their episode next? Yeah. Before Friday? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, you're right. <laughs> That's right. There's no way. Okay. I mean, by the time you hear this, it will have been already recorded. Yeah. But there still is time if people organically on their own, if they're just sensing yes, that this exactly. is being spoken about. <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes that's truth. That yeah, is the truth. And then um, just all the more reason uh, because uh, oh my god, the suspense. I know of. Am I going to get attacked by the Meg or are we going to get attacked by the Shallows? We yeah. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No. But here's the thing. Yeah. Like the Shallows. So if that wins, hey, I get to eat that meal I know I liked mm-hmm. a second time. Sign me up. I haven't seen the Meg. So it I might even be a bad meal, but the experience of something yeah. new is fun, isn't it? And we could like it. There's nothing saying we might not like That's it. That's truth. That's the yeah. truth, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, and... Uh, to um, as far as not having seen things, to not just dovetail it, but shark tail it to nice. the to the movie this week. I had not seen open water before. Me too, Paul. Me, me, I mean, me neither. So this is when was the last time? Maybe it's happened quite frequently where you and I are both Jaws um, the Revenge. Jaws, yes. So just two movies <laughs> two <episodes> ago. ago. <laughs> Gosh, low, low, many years. What? How many years was it, Gorley, oh, since the last time we had a movie? I guess point zero two. Point zero two years ago. Oh. <laughs> Gosh, point zero two years just goes by in the blink of an eye. It Never really does. It's, it's like, a tear to my Feels like misty. Like less than two weeks. Uh, so we both get to be uh, voyages. Yeah, Meg virgins, mega yeah, virgins, yeah. mega we virgins. That's good. But also now we were we're no longer open water virgins. No, we sure are not. And I feel slightly sullied, like Tom Hanks in the Clint Eastwood movie. What Clint Eastwood movie? Oh, Sully Sullenberger. Like, no, because I don't feel like I've landed in a plane in an emergency water landing. I feel traumatized and torn. Ooh. Are we already into general Well, thoughts? yeah. If we need to um, pump our fins here. Yeah. Uh, is there any other business or thoughts and feelings, general thoughts and feelings that we have? Just, <laughs> I'm treating this like a therapy session. <laughs> Thank you for letting me speak my yeah. truth. And my truth is just to say that don't stop or we'll die. Oh, yeah. The Slobby Boys and Townland, two of which are our bands, will yes. be playing for your show's vinyl release party September 2nd at the Federal Bar Federal Bar in NoHo. Yes. Sweet vaccine mandate. Yes. Mask mandate. Everybody's Perfect. it's as safe conditions as can be. Yep. It's uh yeah, we're we're uh going about it as uh, safe as we can. Yeah, just uh, so just go to Eventbrite. And you'll, uh, yeah, you'll yeah, yeah, find all you need there. Oh, yeah, you gotta go. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, uh, and I think tickets are selling like, what's the word? 
feet up where they run up. No, hotcakes. <laughs> what do they call them? Hotcakes. <laughs> up where they run with buttery fun. Oh, uh, uh. How many times have you seen that sequence in the the gosh darn Little Mermaid? You know, just even if you watch the Oscars or something, it just yeah. gets like thrown into like yeah. uh, the way it still manages to pack a punch. It's maybe my favorite Disney movie. Why aren't we doing this for Shark Weeks? Oh my god, there's a shark in yeah. there. They chase around uh, Ariel and yeah. her little friend there, uh, Guppy Five Flounder. Flounder, and isn't the shark Guppy Five Thousand? <laughs> Isn't that shark? Why do I think that shark's voiced by Dame Edna? Oh, it's very likely that it's voiced by Dame Edna. Wait, or is that Finding Nemo? Don't I don't care. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm not familiar with it. It's not like I know the the voice of the shark. Yeah, actually, do you think he's the the nostril inhaler that that we talked about? The cartoon shark I think there inhale? might be. Yeah, and and <laughs> another benefit of being a patron is you get this episode a week early, and right. you can. Fact check and correct us if yes. you like, but if you are a freeloader listener, you can, you have not purchased the you these episodes are free, but you have to pay for the right to correct us, <laughs> and that is joint Patreon because we will, have already been corrected many times over. No, notified of the nostril flare, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 the cartoon nostril <laughs> flare movie. <laughs> but hey, I think that's all the business we've got, so okay, it's time good. for pleasure. Uh, uh, well, when uh, um. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was wondering, how did we get on The Little Mermaid? But it was because oh. of the hotcakes, because yeah. of the tickets. Yes, people Sniffing. could just check out the show. Uh, uh, oh, but what I was going to... When I watched that sequence, when she sings mm. that, my heart, it still soars. And gosh darn it, Gourley, I get I can't help but get a little tear in my eye. Uh, I'm the same way, because I also have this nostalgic thing. I think I went on a, one of the earlier dates of my life in high school to see that movie wow. with my date girlfriend slash date at the time she's a very nice person and uh nice. it just is a very fond memory wholesome um like i think i to... was a little brat but she was a nice person but she you didn't think maybe during the movie she was like i'm with my eric <laughs> no i think she's like i'm with my uh flotsam <laughs> Of Flotsam and Jetsam. Yeah. Oh, Ursula's right. little. Or my my date is one of those little withered seafloor people. That- <laughs> <laughs> I I think you'd be an Eric, or at least that um uh Eric's dog, which I think mm. in the canon or the canine canon of Disney cartoons, yeah. That dog might be not just like the prototypical Disney dog, but just my certainly my favorite Disney Me dog. Me too. And that dog's got Judy energy. She does have my dog Judy's yeah. energy. That's true because of the, the shagadocious. Shagadocious, man. Yeah. A big sheep dog and Disney cartoon dogs yeah. that they lick the faces of those who are virtuous and growl at those with bad intentions. <laughs> yeah, they know. It's just so perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah they're yeah, yeah. arbiters yeah. of good souls. Now, as uh, I know you love kitty cats. What what, do I? Um, are you a fan of the Aristocats? Are yeah, there but other I haven't Disney seen it kitties? since I was a kid. Oliver and Co. Oh, what else is there? There's the We Are Siamese, if you please. Um, oh, of uh, the Lady and the Tramp, correct? Yeah. Are there, there must be others. Um... Was the genie 
in a lad and a cat? Yeah, I think so. I don't mean he took the form of a cat in a moment. I mean, he was always at his essence. I mean, if he was F. Lee Bailey, he could sure be a cat. <laughs> And There's a Sullivan. part where the GD uh, does, uh, yeah, uh, an impression of our city hall. Yes, and I imagine right. uh, that magic carpet and a ladder. Like, what's this shit? <laughs> well, Will, you played the genie in the live action oh, remake. Right. Did, did you ever be a cat? By the way, we patched things over last episode. I yeah, think we ended we on could. a bit of a cliffhanger, and everything got worked out. Yeah, are you? Cool One of the conditions was that we don't talk about. Uh, our conversation yeah. that patched things up. Uh, we are not going to talk about it on mic. We could talk about how there are conditions about how we can't talk. Yeah, about well, it. like there was an NDA we had to sign about our reconciliation, and um, are we allowed to say there's an NDA? No, I'll edit that out. Well, I mean, you edit it you out. Edit You're the it, producer, yeah. Will. So, <laughs> and also, if it stays in, then that means I guess. Will, you had a change of heart. Or you're a shitty producer. I'm kidding, buddy. I'm kidding. He's up on his feet. Wow. Things have gotten contentious here. It's it's okay. I mean, it's it's uh, reflective of of these shark movies. Sometimes people really can, loved ones can turn against each other. I know. The face of terror. Will, here, have some individually wrapped homemade gourmet caramels from little flower which is a little shop near my house there you go also give him a uh buttermilk 5000 oh yeah here's a <laughs> buttermilk 5, is that what it was 2000 but 2000. i like your style well, I, that what means was it's my been previous around. i said 5000 uh earlier it, means it sticks around did you I oh said yeah flounder 5000 yeah, or what was it what'd you call yeah, flounder fishy five, guppy guppy, guppy 5000 <laughs> flounder 5000 is way better with the no, alliteration guppy 5000 guppy 5000 is good <laughs> will's back he's laughing okay yeah now we have officially yeah uh, up nda nda mm. uh, um well open water open water what a ride it is a ride. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I, uh, I'd i say overall, I really liked it. Yeah, me too. And I had the uh, experience, I'd say overall, of going at the beginning, am I going to be able to get over some of the amateurishness? I know. I had no idea. Me neither. That was what I was in truly open water with. I was like, oh Me my too. gosh, we are in the uh, realm of 2003 digital video uh, production and stuff. So I was like, am I going to be able to get over? Uh, and that's it requires a deeper conversation. But yeah. Uh, and then by the end, when there's a lightning storm and she's sobbing to her husband and saying, uh, you promised me. You promised me. Like, don't die. You pro- like, mm. and they haven't ever referenced a promise in the movie. You just mm. know it's like the like promise. I was like so floored, mm. and I'm like watching it on my laptop. Like, and I was like, well, ain't that cool about the movies? That at the beginning I was sort yeah. of like, oh, am I going to be able to get over it? And then at some point I like 
got locked in. I would say it took a long time for me to get me locked too. in. And there were times where I was in and out me too. frequently. Me too. But by the end, I was like really uh, it. And then and then all the stuff afterward, the rescue team and the credits, it was all like that moved me and it was powerful. But I thought of you a bit on this just because it's traumatic water stuff. Did you, were you okay with all that? And- I did kind of like when I started it, I was grateful it was 80 minutes long. So yes, I was like, I'm not going to have nice. to endure maybe like that sort of fe- those feelings. And I told myself, hey, Polly, if you don't like this <laughs> in 20 minutes, you can take a break. Yeah. You can like stop watching and you have time to like go back to it and watch more. But I uh, I sat down and I watched the whole thing. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, it did. There were a couple moments where uh, it brought back the times that I had <laughs> scuba yeah. uh scuba trauma yeah um and i say that smiling because what am i gonna do cry right now it's uh, <laughs> uh, uh but uh yeah no uh but thank you for thinking of me what what are your previous scuba or uh boat expedition experiences and stuff i'm i've never scubaed i would i've done a lot of snorkeling I love the water. I like the ocean a lot. I don't think I have much phobia. I I have those natural fears of giant waves, but I'm also find them thrilling too. So it is a little bit of a push pull for me. I can't say it's enough to keep me away from them. And part of me loves the the dealing with those. Yeah. I haven't done it in a while. I love body surfing a lot. I'm not a surfer. My dad was an original Huntington Beach surfer in no the sixties. Yeah. And uh so I know he never pushed me to surf, but I know I think he wanted me to. And so he took us to Hawaii and when I was in seventh grade and rented us surfboards and Holy we God. went out, I got up on my first one and I did what's called a pearl where the nose gets pulled under. So the back catapults you and you just go flying, grab my surfboard, brought it back to the beach and never surfed. again. Uh. And I just saw him like, he's a, he's a really sweet guy. And he he was just like, Okay, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's a, I like that story so much. And then also the uh, that that experience of getting catapulted off the surfboard that would be like going snow skiing and then kind of doing like one of those like nasty, uh, just like head yeah. over feet where you're just like that hurt my body. Uh, everything biologically and historically through generations of man <laughs> has told me like, this is a stupid thing to be doing. Like, uh, but my dad was a big skier too. And, and that did happen to me, but I started at a much younger age. Mm-hmm. So it didn't scare me for some reason. So then I skied most of my younger life with Snow my dad. Skied. Yeah. Oh, that's good. But never, no, surfing was a bridge too far for me, I guess. But I love yeah. body surfing and I guess I like boogie boarding too. And I yeah. love snorkeling. And you like the water. I love the water. Yeah. I yeah, really yeah. like the water. I love I love the water too, despite that like scuba thing. I love yeah. like. Well, scuba is a whole different yeah. idea even. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. You could be somebody who loves to swim and doesn't prefer yeah. uh, scuba diving. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, and just uh, for we discussed it on a, a previous episode, but I had like a my first ever panic attack during my first ever scuba uh, trip. I don't know what Fan- you call it. A trip with your girlfriend's family, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So there was also the, um, <laughs> the desire on my part to... Uh, <laughs> not look like a cowardly weirdo because uh, uh, they're a wonderful family, uh, like lovely, lovely people. And uh, I was getting to enjoy this lovely trip with them. So I, you know, I also like, um, but uh, I got through it. Yeah. Uh, there was a, um, unlike the uh, 
the jerk uh, in this movie who's like, hey, I forgot my mask. Give me your mask. Oh, hey, that guy. Yeah. Amazing. The opposite of that guy was there was a person uh, who happened to be a part of our scuba team. Just give it away masks. Who, who, again, give it away free masks. <laughs> no, uh, he was a, like a, a, a medical professional and he was able to talk oh, me out of my uh, panic attack. Um, How did he do that? What did he... Uh, I don't know if he would have used these words exactly, but I think it was the sort of thing that later I know now, like, uh, not that I've ever had a panic attack to that degree, but I can feel sometimes anxiety, Mm -hmm. like, um, and to, like, quell it or whatever, is like, hey, this can't last forever. Yeah. And uh, the more I worry about it, like, not ending the more it's going to keep going. So just like relax here. Like, and then it was just, yeah. And then like deep prying my fingers, which were like inside my palms. So like, I could like release them. Like, uh, I was like my, yeah, my arms were going up to my body, like crowbar, like they had to like, he had to like crowbar. The thing, most of this was happening when the rest of the scuba team was down underwater. Um, like not all of it, but like, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the panic thing was kind of like, its own, my own private. We don't have to. No, like, but, but I mean, it, it's it, very relevant to this. You must yes, have, that's must true. have come to mind. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't uh, talk about it in some way with this, with this movie, then it would seem like I'm like in deep repression about that. Uh, uh, yeah. Scuba, it, it must've colored your, your assessment of this movie in a way. Yeah. Well, not necessarily the experience is something I could brought it out to your question uh, too. Like a question that I thought when they were scuba diving and stuff, I'm like, Every one of these shark movies has had, and of course it would, but there's a scuba diving like sequence yeah. or scuba divers in it. And of course, like it would because it helps you go underwater and let people yeah. see things. But like, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's made for with all of these movies. There's always like a scuba moment where I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, these people are cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, yeah, what about you? I, I sort of explained, like, uh, yeah, it went from amateurishness to compelling or something like that. Well, I'm 100% in that boat with you, that boat. Uh, yeah, or out of that boat. I'm 100% abandoned by that boat. With you. Uh, it took me a really long time to, to fully invest. And it brought up a lot of interesting questions. Like to me, this was like Blair Witch Jaws in a way. And so much so yeah. when the movie started, because Amanda had seen it before and I watched it with her. and she's, I was like, is this someone filming this on video in the movie? Like, is this just an opening that's shot on home video and then it's going to go to film or, or better digital or, and she, she was like, no, I think it's a found footage film. And I'm like, well, wait, how can it be? How could a camera just be floating in the water? And so we had that funny, like little moment, but. Uh, And then it, 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 it's interesting because the, the punctuation point of the whole movie seems to like be like, that it was a found footage or the sequel could be a found oh, footage when they pull the camera yeah, out. Yeah, at least the, there's found evidence of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, um, because uh, that was, when that happened, I had a moment where I was like, not that like, were we supposed to think it was found footage or, or anything, but just like, uh, oh, this could have been. The fact that like uh, the shark who captured it, like, that camera lives to tell the tale. Or yeah. Whatever, Cause anyway, this is yeah. peak found footage years too, but I, yeah, I don't think it was. I just took, it just really took me a long time and it wasn't even just that it was digital. It was just 
all the exposure and white balance made it just look so cheap to the point where I was kind of like, is this on purpose? But reading up on it, it was super low budget. And then it kept making me ask questions that a better looking film, I would not question. So I think they were both really good actors, but with the way it looked, I kept questioning if they were shitty actors. They are not shitty actors. I don't mean it that way, but like, because it kind of looked like a student film at times, I was almost interpreting this kind of stilted or forced delivery that maybe wasn't there. I mean, maybe there was a couple yeah. moments, but on the whole, like especially the girl was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- no, I, I hear what everything you're saying. And uh, it, it, what you're saying like makes me think of like the question I've had, I had with this. And sometimes I have like, have you ever thought about like, um, if, uh, you read somebody's book and it was words printed on a paper. If I would interpret the quality, this isn't oh, if the, it like, wasn't in a book, if it was yeah, like, printed out on a printer. Yeah. This yeah. isn't like, don't judge a book by its yeah. cover necessarily. But if it's like you had three different ways to read text that somebody wrote a novel and it's like, one is like bound in a book and you, when you get it, you see it says publisher on the side. So you just go like, this had to go through some... You legitimize it, yeah. Legitimize yeah. it, yes. And then if I just found this collection of pages that was somebody printed out their novel, and I read that, I would probably have a bias, definitely, about like, what is this novel? Who is this yeah. writer? And... Would that bias either whatever like mean I would look focus on its bad stuff that I would if a book was published by Philip Roth or is Philip Roth so great he wouldn't have those moments at all. I know that's crazy because it's all add another wrinkle to that if you know the person and they're not a novelist but they hand you their first manuscript and let's say it's the great American novel but you don't know them as a novelist you may read it with like a you're not giving yeah. it the respect it's due just so it's yes. fascinating. And yeah. same with this, this, and I bet if I saw this in 2003, I wouldn't have thought twice. Right. Cause yeah. you do have, it's on the heels of Blair witch. Yeah. Oh. And then the third version I was oh, going to say was just like, if it was text on a screen, if somebody sent you their novel that they like published on a website uh-huh. and I was reading on oh. a screen that would have its own bias too. Like, yeah, that I calls into my question, my like, what is what are my pretensions and snottiness about somebody's work in a way that is unfair to the work right. itself in some ways? Now it's a little different because it's a movie is visual, so if it's not like pulling it off in that way, I get it. But like to bring it back to like what you were saying, there were times where I was like, are things poking through that seem wrong, quote unquote, or amateurish? Uh, maybe the acting or just other things because, or some of the writing or like the dialogue, because if this wasn't a movie, say directed by Reddy Harlan, <laughs> I would just kind of go like, Oh, it's corny Hollywood dialogue. Yeah, Who cares? Exactly. But this is like more like I'm, yeah, I, I like, there was a point where it was like, she's like, wait, you remember exactly where some coral reef is, but you can't, uh, you don't know where your mother-in-law uh, 
lives. Yeah. Or something like that. And he goes, uh, uh, it's all about a purpose of des- desiring to be there or yeah. something like that. And, uh, it was said, it was written way better than that way. <laughs> but like, it, it sounded like barefoot in the park, you know, Simon like pattern. It really did. So yeah. there was some stuff like that where I was like, would I be forgiving of that if it was in a Hollywood movie or would I, also call bullshit on it too. There was just that's dialogue that's right on the threshold. So if you have good actors, it can really make yes. it work. And if you don't, then you, you really notice it. Yes, that's probably that's maybe what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like the actor delivery yeah. service of like, uh, it's like Harrison Ford in Star Wars. He just his yeah. lines. He's saying basically all the same lines everybody else is. He's just yeah. making it sound like better than everyone else. Yeah. The the whole arc I went on though is it took me a long time yeah. to get invested because of the the way it looked. Then I did, and I thought it was really successful for what it was, like a really well done version of its own movie. And then I just was left the way it ends, going like I just don't like watching. To me, this wasn't a horror movie. It was a drama. And I just have uh, not enjoyed dramas in a long time. Yeah. Not to say I didn't enjoy this movie, but I kept thinking of Jaws the Revenge, which is pretty objectively a bad movie, <laughs> where this is for like its budget, a fairly objectively well-done movie. Yeah. But I would probably watch Jaws the Revenge over this movie, even though yeah. I think this was a good movie. I just, I'm at this point where I, I want to feel good I want to have fun. And I felt for these people. Oh, Gourley, how dare you uh, follow the human <laughs> principle of pleasure over pain? Man, well, I get it. I know, but there is that that like slight guilt you may understand where you're like, I didn't enjoy this movie, but that shouldn't be a reason not to like it, but I can't help it because I've just seen enough dramas. I'm past that point in my life where I just, yeah. I don't want to see people suffer. Yeah. And, and it was thrilling at times and it re- like the suspense of it really worked and the, like the shark stuff they were able to do was so effective. Yeah. But I had no idea it ended that way. I would have thought neither. they got rescued. <laughs> I just was, when it was over, was like. Oh, thank God it was only 80 minutes. <laughs> Not because it was bad. This is funny. It was I felt rough. it at the beginning. I was like, oh, good. This is only 80 minutes. I'm not going to yeah. have to endure this. And then I, by the end, yes, I was like, I'm glad this was 80 minutes if this had been longer. But uh, uh, I, told, I hear you about the drama versus horror question. That's a really good one. And then uh, I, uh, uh, not as a matter of. Uh, point counterpoint cross cnn crossfire here or anything cool, man, I, but i just i i did like the ending it was uh it were it did work for me but to I, think it, i should say i i liked it i thought it was good yeah, yeah i just yeah, yeah. didn't like it yes yes <laughs> i see what you're saying and yeah. because it was effective or whatever i wouldn't have wanted it, it any different yeah I don't think. yeah right 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 with a movie that like is kind of looks homemade if it was going to have them both get saved you i think unconsciously i although i feel like the ending was like unpopular i think people didn't maybe but the uh, i know when i the kind of like trade-off for watching something that's a little like more amateurish is kind of like well just like surprise me and do stuff that hollywood movies wouldn't do but i like i hear you about like that's not necessarily um this is like maybe dark and it probably it just 
proves your point of like why it was a, a dark ending and one that you don't necessarily need to re-experience. And I would feel the same with Jaws the Revenge. I, I would re-watch Jaws the Revenge before Open Water. Yeah. Um, uh, but the thing that I think like worked for me and maybe it was the like, um, not the silver lining, but the thing that like made it was like, um, I did feel like it was probably some sort of like, metaphor or whatever about like two people who decide to spend their life together but eventually you have to like experience loss and one this is dark but one person goes before the other and then one person has to like experience that and then oh, yeah and I then think that's what i was responding to <laughs> well yeah and then, and then when those rescue boats came i was like oh she's gonna get rescued yes and then the rescue boats and plane they can't find them and not to be too like french existentialist but i i the way it hit me was kind of like well that's how it is right like you do just kind of like one person goes the other person goes there's nothing that can really at that moment come and like save. This is so. I mean, no, like, I think you're right. But like, I think that's what I was responding. But to. the come like I this is I know it's not a cozy notion, but sometimes some movies will like in there like I can be comforted by that they're like, yeah, this is a, this happens, it, it, and I got to experience it with sharks rather than like I've never watched them. Uh, what was it, La Amour or the Michael Haneke movie about two? Oh God, an old couple who like slowly dies. Yeah, <laughs> you, like, you can you can you can rest a hundred percent assured that I will never watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but when I took comfort somehow in its like, yeah, I get that. I didn't see it as like hopeless or despair. I was just sort of like a truthful that felt reassuring that it it, it was being truthful. Or it's acknowledging like an inevitability that we often try to deny or avoid yeah. so in some ways it's relieving it's cathartic to yeah to just let's all okay we all admit we know this you know like yeah let's, the gorilla in the room i guess in a way yeah know, or the elephant in the room the yeah. shark the shark in the what's the shark, the shark the doing in the, the shark room? in the water the will smith uh, in the room yeah uh, uh yeah <laughs> but the uh um holy moly the yeah, I I see how the um it's it's weird that it is like the opposite of jaws. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. The shark doesn't get blown up and the two people don't get to like be I partly thought when um they were cutting open that shark at the, the end, end during the end credits they were going to like digitally add the characters like falling out. <laughs> so it'd be like a sort of like the jaws end credits seeing them like make it to shore. <laughs> I mean, even that was crazy. Just watching a shark get butchered was, was crazy. Yeah. That's a little, uh, much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, you, you're a kid off camera when they're shooting, like when the, <sighs> that weird belly kind of comes out of the shark. Yeah. The like, stomach sack. Yeah. And you hear a kid off camera, watch it go, go, Ew. I was like, yeah, this kid knows what's up. That is ew. <laughs> That's really there? Yeah, you hear I didn't kid hear go, that. Ew. Ew. At the moment where your brain thinks, ew, yeah. he's going, ew. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I will say this movie is effective because I, I, it stayed with me more than any movie we've done in a while, yeah. whether good or bad. Yeah. Well, I, and the Blair Witch to bring it, that's like a really good comparison because- yeah. 
that sort of has the same kind of like uh bleak ending yeah um, yeah and it must be like when you're making something completely diy it's like night of the living dead it's like the first night of the living dead movie it's just like that's the one tool or not the one but one of the tools you have is like a exploitation movie it's just like you're doing your own thing you can just like have it end in a yeah, the way that rattles people. Sure can. And in Blair Witch, it works for me. It's supernatural. And this one, it feels so real. I think it is also the effect of the home video look that also lends to its right. It's just believability. And I'm yeah. sitting there watching it with Amanda, and it's just a, a couple basically dying with each other and saying goodbye. And yeah, yeah. It was, it was traumatic. I guess. I Were you guys like, like during the middle of the movie? Did you start like lifting your feet and toes up off the floor and putting them on the couch, like just you in put case on there's full chainmail suits? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, definitely the the couple of it all. I mean, this like couple. I'm like, I was proud of them. Like it, seven hours until they started yelling and having a fight. I know. Yeah, because I'm not saying anything personally about my life. I'm just saying I think most couples. Oh yeah, I that know fight we would have happened the first half hour. Oh, same, same here. I mean, I know that we we get at it, we bicker, but <laughs> we we come together back like that. You know, yeah. like it's just yeah. I think it was. I I also know that if I would have seen this movie when it came out, I would have loved it. Yeah, that's just uh, just. The movie didn't change. I did, you know. But I hear what you're saying. Like, hey, I'm at a point now. I don't need to like. I know. Yeah. I know this fact about things. Yes. Like I know. Yes. I go to movies to yeah. like see. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah. To see it in 2003, there's like some real, uh, and we can get it to it more with our scene by scene blows. But, Which, uh, yeah, uh, I have yeah. the fewest notes I've ever taken for any film, not just because it was shorter, but I was just kind of just watching. I was less putting little details down. Yeah. I'm uh, the, the same and lighter on notes because of the, the time. And uh, also, yeah, same. Uh, the, um, but uh, like those opening credits. Now I was like a, film student from 2000 to 2004 Whoa. so this like I can't believe you didn't see this uh that's true i can't believe either because i had really cool professors who were always like go out and see everything like yeah showtime with eddie murphy and robert de niro had come out that weekend oh, he was like did yeah. anybody see showtime and he was like no you know it's like garbage you, that's our college film student like mentality yeah. he's like no you should be going out and seeing every movie Interesting. like so it's like a wow. it's a cool like uh thing anyway the like credits of this is like that font that sort of fade in that kind of like moving left to right yeah. like graphic is so it just brought back such uh, a feeling of i've seen i remember watching people's final semester now look open water was way 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 better way thousand billion times better made than anybody's yeah. film project in school but like it did have that same sort of like pantina of, yeah uh, yeah did you see stuff like that was like d digital video early onies in 
I mean, all I, I was at this time very heavily involved with channel 101. That yes. On, and that's so what I was thinking. that's what this all looked like. That just mm-hmm. overexposed. I mean, so much so where I was thinking, did they not white balance before they did all these shots? You know, I yeah. was really surprised, but it, yeah. I have to hand it to him. It was just really two of them, a man and a woman it took them two years. They'd shoot weekends and holidays with this couple. And it was $130,000 they did it. Most of that money went to this real Hollywood shark wrangler, basically Thomas Jane's character from Deep Blue Sea, (laughs) who would come in. And I think they shot two full days with sharks. Oh, my God. The rest was other, you know, they just shot all the shark stuff then. Man, uh, I love stories like that. Like the, they did it over two years, weekends over two years. I love that sort of those commitment stories. And then- uh, and then what you hear and what we've heard over and over again about how hard it is to shoot with water, oh, like how how amazing that this would be your first movie over two years. It's a thing on the water. and Yeah, and both really the actors cool. went on to do like a fair amount of TV and oh, stuff they did? like that. But they're, I, they, I've never – I don't recognize them from anything before or after. No. So that's interesting too. I mean, it does feel very – that's another thing that makes it feel real because you're not looking at an actor you know. Yeah, it's totally the again like the found footage thing of like yeah. any actors you see you have no prior attachments like oh they're yeah on the CW show right now it <laughs> <They> might be <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh the open water franchise has launched so many careers on the CW well uh, it's launched two sequels but I'm bummed because I would definitely watch a sequel to this that was the lawsuit trial that the boat would face. I would just love to see, this is not an opportunity for me to do Southern lawyer because I'm talking like an actual (laughs) movie. I would just honestly love to see a courtroom drama about this company being sued. Yes. Oh my gosh. That would be a company. And then Travolta's like a civil action lawyer. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Is is helping them. Cause my God. And this is based on a real event. Yeah, so I wonder what how that was found the the lawsuit for that. I wonder too. I don't was know. And they were never found the two that they left behind. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, ooh, so it is like the movie. Like, yeah, it's basically the exact details, yeah, with no dialogue unless they left behind a script. I don't think they did, but typical. Typical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh I also if there was like a sequel courtroom drama i would also uh love to get that jerk on the boat have to like be called to the stand and oh. like testify about like how he was so bossy he was so good though that guy yeah, yeah. bless you you're an angel you're an angel thank you so much he's so real yeah i was so real yeah to yeah yeah he's probably really like that yeah when he was like <laughs> telling people oh yeah effusively thank you so much thank you and then uh uh and then when the guy who agreed to be his buddy, the guy was like, I don't want to go back to the water, oh, yeah. right? I'm going to do it later, so I don't want to do it now. And he's like, come on, come on, come on. And the guy does it. He goes, I'll give you a cigar later. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, I, I thought um, uh, uh, quite possibly, I say this truthfully, uh, one of the finest uh actors uh not just i know but of our generation uh uh brett gelman uh, oh yeah he, uh that guy had yeah gelman, gelman brett gelman energy. vibes yeah. yeah 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 like uh i would love to see a <laughs> spinoff character where brett gets to play that character yeah because like, uh, he had such a rich 
history. Like he was like, I've been diving lots of times. Uh, I've been diving since I was a kid. Yeah. That was like one of his defenses to the. It makes me wonder why this never got remade big budget. Oh yeah. Like, uh, well, Rennie like, Harlan, <laughs> but that's true. I, that's really interesting because yeah, that would be like, um, like I could see Fincher taking this on. Yeah, yeah, that would be like holy cow. And then I wonder what changes would have to be made. Like, yeah, not necessarily with David Fincher, but like with a with a Hollywood movie. Does does she survive? Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, do the sharks talk? They oh sniff. They certainly sniff. Yeah, they probably come out and sniff and go. Do I'm I smell? I'm Edna. <laughs> Well, I was gonna say the Hollywood version is I'm Dave Edna. Um, oh, is that Chef Boyardee? I smell. Oh, they're always trying <laughs> the to product get, placement. Yeah, yeah. Open Water doesn't have any product placement, but if Hollywood made it, it has a Coca Cola can in there. Ooh, it takes it out of the tub. Hey, I just changed uh, this ranking for this movie a full yeah, point up. Me too. Yeah. Bang. Uh, oh, that reminds me. You said remind me next time. Uh, in our Shark Weeks, let's review what we've rated each movie. Oh, right. Good point. Okay. Um, let's go back. Whew, that was exciting that I remembered something. Yeah, no kidding. Well done. Not just the content am I excited by, but by the act of remembering. Well, we did Jaws, 1975's Jaws. We each gave it a 13 out of 13. 13 out of 13. Jaws 2, you gave a 9. I gave a 9.5. Jaws 3D, we both gave a 4.5. Oh. Does that, does that feel too harsh or does that feel right? Well, last time you said it, the this ranking, I did have a defense where I was like, I love the era, it's the best, but yeah. uh, it's just it's out of focus because of the 3D. I'd maybe give it a 5 personally now. That's good. That's a big of you. Jaws the Revenge, I gave a 7, you gave a 6. Okay. I think that holds... Deep if, 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 if I ask myself, do I like Jaws of Revenge one and a half more than Jaws 3D? That that's makes, true. Yeah, yeah. So wherever I got to slide that. That's true. Yeah. Good point. Um, Deep Blue Sea, you gave a 10. I gave a 9. Okay. I might up that a little if I were to do it again. Because I think, you know, we do a, usually do a recap at the end of these franchises. And yes. You're allowed to massage them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll we'll learn open water at the end here, right? Right. Yeah. Right. On a scale of 1 to 13. <sighs> yeah. So, sh- I mean, should we go beat by beat? Sure. Starting bite by bite? Bite by bite. Nip by nip. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Starting with uh, the Logo Loco, which was real 2000s intense. You know, lo-fi. Yes. Yeah. Green and black. Green and black, that kind of like medium green. Matrix. Yeah, it had to be Matrix. That was such a thing. People thought that was really an appetizing color to look at. Gross. It just makes me think of hard metal. Like the the genre of music, yes. Yeah, just for some reason, yeah. I know what you mean. And were there also like was stormy weather added to the product the Lionsgate? production logo too and i oh, i thought about yeah, it later like and i was yeah. like was it always stormy was this a little know. like uh, uh reference to what's going to happen later in the movie it must be because uh, well i also read that so they made this for one hundred thirty thousand dollars, but lionsgate bought it for 2.5 million at sunday holy cow pretty great so maybe they checked out 
the money to do a, a big to do their own little logo loco with Add it. A little storm. That's yeah. that's storm building money. Well, what what another logo? Now this isn't necessarily a studio; it's like a production company. But is it what is it? Bruckheimer has like the, the storm. lightning in the tree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, storms are big in the I know. logos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, are there others? Uh, maybe not storms, but just weather. Like yeah. the DreamWorks yeah, one is moon. very uh, uh, just like a calm evening night. Yeah, with the moon. Yeah, I feel like there's there's another, but I can't think of it. Uh, but I, I could see how it's like, like at the beginning, it, it's sort of like a caveman, like who's about to tell a story, being like, I possess fire. Uh-huh. Look at this. Now I'll tell you a story. It's like the production logo is like, <laughs> I, I command lightning. It's crazy from that into just kind of digital on. video. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing. It's not even that it was digital video. It does feel like it was shot on high eight, like those little handheld palm cams. Yeah. Or like those, what were those things called? They were big for like four, three or four years. Mini DV. No, they were, was it just called flip? It was just like a black rectangle, almost like the 2001 monolith with a button in the middle. Oh, yes. And it had a little flip-up USB thing. It was like really super Ashton simple. Ashton Kutcher was big on it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like a Not that 70s show. He was big something. on that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean supportive of this that, yeah. that equipment. I forget what they're called, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but it is definitely of the of the time that logo is of its time sure is um and uh oh one thing i did uh like that when i did you um rent this gourley um or was it free no it was on hulu for free oh it was yeah um i should have watched it oh but i thought when we turned it on i'm like i might need to rent this because hulu only has this like standard definition version oh but no, that's just – That's the only uh, way. Yeah. Could, yeah, right, right. And then it, we did pause and go, oh, did it get remade? And and this was just like the oh, one that wow. never – like I'm going to search around again thinking this is not the one where everybody's talking about. That's how thrown I was. I just – yeah, I couldn't believe that I never heard that or knew that when the movie came yeah. out. Because I felt like when those movies were coming out, it was a pretty rare thing. Uh, like the Hamlet remake with Ethan Hawke, I think was shot digitally, oh. and then like Bamboozled, um, uh, by Spike Lee. Like there were, I remember movies that were like underlined as like, yeah, uh, Public Enemies. Or uh, yes, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, also, was it? It wasn't time. Time, time code. code. Time yes. code. Yeah. yeah, I remember time code. Oh, I sat in the theater and I experienced so did time I. code. Man. Yeah, boy, did we ever! Ah. I used to reference that in my theater class I would teach at Riverside College. As and like, why though? Why did I do that? I mean, it is improvised. It must have been. Stephen Weber is like improvising stuff that yeah I was funny, but it must have been the real time aspect oh. of it that I was referring to ah, but can you imagine i still have those notes and i haven't taught in so long if i went back and taught i would be referring to films like time code and little nicky because <laughs> <laughs> they're in my notes i remember them <laughs> i re- i was just thinking about this a week ago to the uh, shark tales to what you were saying about uh, uh the matrix fall of 2000 in my philosophy course 
oh, intro to philosophy. Matrix was being referenced left and right, but by the teachers yeah, because I'm it helped sure. people understand. Like, sure. so like, so you take the this was obviously years before red pilling or whatever. Yeah. But um, um, uh, I was thinking like a week ago. I was like, what is the movie now that like? philosophy teachers have to like reference in order to get their students like to understand yeah, what would it be um oh i thought of it it might be the good place oh yeah yeah okay that makes sense um yeah uh but they got to come up with a new one soon because you don't want to be like the teacher who's like no my thoughts on little nicky oh, no no it's got to be halloween kills <laughs> i see billboards now man yeah, for Halloween coming. kills around the around the it's city coming. now. Yeah, we're gonna. I, how should we tackle that? Because should we just a do a question. one? Whenever we see it, we'll just do an episode. Hey, on that's it. a good idea. Because yeah, but you're gonna be. Uh, uh, I mean, I know it was discussed previous episode that yeah. you're gonna, but like, uh, I want to make it work for you with I, your schedule. I with, have with a baby. pre. I have been pre cleared to see No Time to Die and Halloween Kills. And I, I can certainly. Oh find right, because I made the joke last episode that yeah. they combine them. Yes, that's so right. They're going to watch them both at the same time. Yes. they're going to be dual screened next to each other. It's all projected on the same screen at the same time. <laughs> so, because the bad guy in No Time to Die, Safin, does wear like a Japanese theater of no mask that kind of looks like Michael Myers. So this could work. So yeah, I bet there's plenty of times <laughs> where they'll like line up in the same frame and both very mess. Uh, well, speaking of Michael Myers, I, yes. I've maybe said this before on other podcasts, but one of the scariest moments of this movie to me is yes. the jellyfish sequence because I hate jellyfishes. Ooh. I guess jellies is what they're called technically, but jellies. Yeah. Cause Go they're to not hellies fish. With that. I, I don't want to hear yeah. that jellyfish. I'll call them jellyfish. Dr. Frankenstein. Okay. Um, they scare the crap out of me because they're brainless. They don't have a brain. They don't think. They don't. Ugh. They just have a nervous system, if even that. I don't remember. To me, they are the Michael Myers of the sea because you can't reason with them. They just exist to kill or sting, even though they're not evil. But Michael Myers but, has been compared to like a shark before. Yeah. But you're saying he's more of a jellyfish because it's just this like membrane that's just going around, not yes. even like. Yes. Thinking it, yeah. Um, until that jelly realizes the reason he was going after that other person was because they were related and brother and sister. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> that episode of the Jelly Chronicles. Oh, I'd love to see that. But uh, I learned that they had the scene in the script and on the day they were going to shoot it, the jellies just showed up and they'd never seen them prior or after. They just came for that day. Whoa. Yeah, the casting call. Like, I know. It's really like, punctual casting call. Like serious actors, the jellies. <laughs> but also sort of like a bit prima donnas. Like, we'll come this day. You guys just be ready. We'll roll out the red carpet for the jellies. Uh, the um, My dad, I believe, got stung in the face by a jellyfish in the face. before. Yeah. I've been stung too, but not in the face. Where Was it a bad one? Uh, yeah. I mean, he, I wasn't with him. It was like, uh, him and my mom, I think, were on a vacation and he came up and was like, Oh, I, uh, my face stings. And they're like, Oh, you must have, the jellyfish must have oh. gotten you. Oh. Um, but that thing about not having a brain is really interesting. Like, yeah, what's the um, point? My, I have a, a cousin who, uh, I 
super respect and I'm sharing this as like a cool thing. Uh, he was a vegan, no fish for the longest time. And then when he found out that, um, I could be getting this wrong, but that like fish aren't aware of the loss of their own child and a child isn't aware of the loss of its mother. That was the thing that got him like, okay, I can eat fish. Oh, yeah. That's okay. like the ethical line for me. Interesting. Like, oh, that's interesting. That's it. Wow. You make me think. Food for food for thought. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, fish yeah. food for thought. Fish food I for thought. always remember, you know, this, the Ricky Gervais podcast from back, actually, right not long after this with Carl Pilkington. Oh, right. You know, one of the granddaddies of the podcast truly and you know say what you will about what ricky gervais has become but that podcast i will revisit at times because carl pilkington and all his problems is so endlessly uh i can eat oh, about. i remember laughing so hard when i first heard those yeah i've just yeah. been listening to them again but that's so fun one of the things i always remember is him talking about jellyfish saying <laughs> I don't remember what the numbers are, but he's basically saying like the 90% water anyway, give them 10% more and get, get rid of them. We don't need them. What do they do? We don't need them. And he thinks like everything that evolved has to have like a, not just like a purpose in the food chain, but like, a, like a, a, a life purpose, you know? So he's like, That's if so they don't do great. anything, give them 10% more water so that they disappear. <laughs> <laughs> and also, of course, like... Their usefulness is only to the degree that he can understand yes. them. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, get they rid might of be them. doing a lot, but we don't need them. Get rid of them. <laughs> how did those two cross? How did they all cross paths? By the way, were they just like old schoolmates? No, and they think he's um, funny. Or Carl Pilkington was a producer at the radio station where Ricky Gervais had a radio show, uh -huh. and he was just like. Truly, like a producer, he'd run the board and stuff like that. And I think, you know, Ricky Gervais was like, This guy's a funny eccentric. Yeah. That's yeah. really great. I know. And um, he should host the Golden Glebe Golden oh, Glebbies. I've gone through down so many wormholes. Like, he's just when I, all my YouTube recommendations are Carl Pilkington things. I don't know why lately I've just been reliving that whole podcast. I found all the episodes there's a bunch of them and just right on. yeah i can give them to you if you want because they're hard to find because yeah, they were what happened uh, they were never a lot of them were not free mm -hmm. and then you can't really buy them anymore so i just found them and have a huge dropbox folder full of right all on. five seasons and all the guide twos episodes Ooh, yeah. that's awesome and then um yeah and then it kind of they get turned in uh, hbo yeah. animated yeah. series right uh -huh. um but to have those original episodes is yeah, and then special. I watched his, you know, he did a couple of reality shows like The Moaning of Life and uh, oh. An Idiot Abroad, where he would travel oh, by himself. Right. But then he did an actual show where he acted called, I think it's called Sick of It, where he has a oh. a doppelganger that's in his head that like talks to him and tells him, you know, talks him out of things and everything. He's not a bad actor. Hell he's really right. not. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I would have never thought, but he's now, pretty good. He hasn't taken place in your heart of Bob Rochelle. No, no one ever could. Any new uh, updates on the nothing, Rochelle front? Unfortunately, no, no, nothing. I, I, if anybody has any information on the <laughs> later days of Bob Rochelle, please. Uh, yeah, also out. maybe his younger days. Like, what made Bob Rochelle want to? Become a stuntman. I know. 
I would love what was to the know. bug that bit him? Yeah, really. Maybe he saw one of the first iterations of the ticket takers. <laughs> he would have been done with stunt work at that point, I think. This is how delighted I was by the ticket takers uh, story in the last episode that like a couple of days ago I was by myself and I thought of you, the guy <laughs> doing the Titanic pose and people like losing their shit for it. It made me so happy. I laughed out loud, recalling it in my mind. <laughs> It's, I'm going to have to reach out to some of those guys to see if they can remind me of some of the shit we did in there. I oh, we would do the big perfect. Matrix bullet cam thing where you'd lean back and flap of your course. arms, you know? Because <laughs> that was the summer that movie was out. Oh, my. It yes. Was, yeah. Right, right. You guys were probably scary movie, summer 2000. Oh, yeah. You had to wait a whole year to get your Matrix spoof. Yeah. But you guys were doing it that summer. Oh, and I see dead people was a huge catchphrase. So that was... <laughs> Was killing. Oh my gosh. So would you guys do I see dead people or would it be like a flip? Like you'd look out and be like, I see stoned people or something uh, like that. No, that would have been way better already. <laughs> it would be like when we get a laser pointed pointed at our forehead and go, I see dead people, us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to... We'll get there, but the, the the boat tour guide has a couple moments yeah. that are like funny patter, like which he has to be real, right? Because yes. that's just people. And I loved it. Yeah, I, I loved his jokes and uh, some of the yeah, just like uh, maybe the coziest, most comforting moment of the movie because it does make the choice, and we'll get into it with the beep, right? beep, the bite by bite stuff, but like uh, with the what with the bite by bite beep oh, by yeah. beep. But the yeah. uh, you know how most horror movies will start cozy yeah and then this movie kind of starts uncozy yeah. like the couple already like clearly there's like tension yeah uh, so when they go to vacation it's more like oh i know this is gonna work not like oh i'm surprised that didn't like it wasn't fun or something yeah but um uh what was my uh point about that was the, just oh, like the, the the boat guy uh yes yeah, his uh, spiel and it's cozy. Oh, 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 yes, thank you, thank you so much for that. Uh, uh, was so there wasn't a lot of cozy pockets in this, but to hear somebody reel off a memorized intro to their job and what this trip is gonna be was so comforting. I couldn't believe it. Especially in that tone of he's done it a million times, yes. but it's putting a little life like it's the first time he's saying it, but not enough to make you believe it. That's what I love about the artifice of theme parks is you, yes. it's just almost virtually impossible to get someone to act it as if it was like, well, you know, the illusion of the first time, like how, who was it? Paul Robeson played Othello like 240 nights in a row. And everyone would say each night it was like the first time it's he's ever experiencing it. He was brilliant at it. Wow. Theme park MCs do not possess that. <laughs> it's the polar opposite. Do you think it's a way it's like interesting to see that at play? Because um, not to be like too whatever, but like it's like this kind of like spoofy version of interactions in life, which is that there's always kind of a bit of a little script. Yeah. And like you can kind of like monitor somebody's feelings based on how well like like if you see somebody it's been a long time since you've seen a lot of people in an office like it's been a, you know covid but just like you know you're just like uh 
good morning. The person's like, good morning. Yeah. You're like, oh, they're not entirely happy today. No, no. And they're just going through the emotions. <laughs> Maybe that's what I like about the <laughs> jungle cruise patter is yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm getting to read between the lines of their you performance. Yeah. yeah. And I, I will say that that <laughs> video I posted of Bob Rochelle, he is, he's got the illusion of the first time and he's acting opposite two stuntmen who are thinking about their taxes or mm-hmm. like ah, yep. my girlfriend and I haven't been so good lately. They are elsewhere. They're yep. not bad. Right. They're, they're doing a version of theme park acting that I love too, which is that kind of phone it in sort Go of thing six times a day. Yeah. But Bob Rochelle, man, professional. He's making it fresh each time. Yeah. And the feeling I get is that he's not doing it. Like he's doing it for the audience, but he's doing it for himself. The guy, he's yes, just incapable. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought we'd get one episode without me bringing this up. I brought him oh, up well. because I wanted to talk about him. Oh. But you saying that there's there's not much coziness between these two is right. And the fact that they're kind of bickering, not quite bickering, but needling each other. And then they don't have sex in, in that scene, mm. which also felt like a weird amateur porn video or something. That was because a of strange the, moment. The digital yes. video made that even stranger. But- I thought because they were having these issues that that for sure they were going to live because that's what movies have trained me to believe that there's an arc for them oh. and that they were going to be stronger for it. Like a Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, an outbreak. Yes. They're like, exactly. they might even be divorced in that movie, but it was like, oh, I know yeah. that this thing is going to actually strengthen them and bring them. Yeah. And I like that. I like that subversion because it, yeah. it did keep me guessing until the end. There wasn't any moment where I knew either of them were dead or were going to survive. Yeah. Yeah. I really had no idea. It's interesting. Yeah, the it, each choice I like, but I feel like they don't necessarily work together. Like a couple that's mm-hmm. kind of like a little on the verge of always bickering, going on a trip like and being thrown into like having to swim with like sharks is like I like that idea. But like this movie didn't entirely play by like what their couple because like like we referenced earlier, they had like one fight like seven hours later and it got raw, but it didn't get as like raw as you could really go. Yeah. And I I think what you're saying, and I'll, I'll put it in my words is that would, that's not my understanding of how those things go. Right. (laughs) Right. Amanda and I fight. It's not that, um, Kid Glovesy. No, no. Yeah. And like the, I mean, uh, the surrealness of arguing with anybody, but like a loved one is just like the degree that things that are brought up don't pertain to the situation at all is just like a really fascinating yeah, thing. Yeah, how they like, could say the littlest thing. Anyone else could say these little things to you and they'd wash right over you, but then your true. partner says it and you're just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. And the, uh, right, so the, uh, but with the open monitor, like I, I kind of felt like they – it was being kids glovies for a a couple that started off in the place they were. And like that, um, I don't know how they were like trying to dole out the like whatever, but I, I felt like that, that woman could have allowed that character could have allowed to be in more despair. Yeah. And, 
verge on maybe being unlikable because uh, this is a horrendous situation and that she's in. And like with the guy, I felt like um, there wasn't like a, a truthfulness about or the movie didn't necessarily maybe have an opinion on him that was getting like revealed as like things were going like or calling him out on shit like i, I don't know yeah i, I think i, I know i uh worked on a show called love that was like that was the focus was sort of about how like two people are like can be damaged and like getting into the nitty-gritty maybe with a shark movie you don't want that but i just felt like that was sort of promise at the beginning is this couple is like not really clicking on all cylinders. And so for them, like their solution just didn't feel like a, as, as much of a catharsis or a trip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I felt, mean, it was physically, it felt underbaked. But, yeah. But yeah. emotionally it was just a little, like, I think there was a point where he's like, he's just like, are you mad at me because I yelled? And I'm like, we're 75 minutes into this movie and that's the depth of this yeah. argument. Are I you mad wonder, at me because like, I yelled? What? It's hard to imagine what an argument would look like in that circumstance too, because part of me thinks they wouldn't be arguing at all because they're yes, just so consumed with survival and not even just the, the nature of like protecting each other, but just both of them thinking about their own and their survival as a couple. Would they even... Like, would fighting even come to your mind? Or if it did, I think it would look like something so different and not be burdened in the details of you did this and I did this. It would be like, we fucking got to swim. No, we don't. We got to stay here. It would be about God, yeah, your circumstance, so right. you know? You're really they, making me like, think about any time I've been in, a, in an emergency situation with somebody, arguments don't happen because you're just yeah. kind of like locked down into like, we got to figure this out. It would get in the way to be bickering. Yeah. With this, yeah, it would be when a shark would show up, would it be a fight about what do we do in the scenario or would it be like we're locked down on the same page? But what is the page in that scenario? I mean, that's like what's partly great about this movie is yeah, just like there there is no page. Yeah, it's a hard to figure out what the they're both uh sort of right and wrong about like the choices they like yeah. he might be right i guess about like swimming to the boat and like they would never reach them but like when later she goes like you didn't even try to like swim to the boat like yeah i thought she was right too so there's uh, there's I also relationship uh, things that i think are yeah. right about this movie yeah Just, that's like, where yeah. they would come in i think yeah, yeah. But yeah, to answer your question, like, that's a good question, Gourley. What do you think it would, like, I don't mean personally for you. I just mean, like, in a situation like this, the idea that no fighting would even happen is actually, like, feels very truthful. Yeah. Or it would be about, should we swim to the boat or not? Like, if one has one person yeah. has a strong opinion and the other one has a strong counter opinion, then you could really fight because it's about survival, you know? How would this be uh, different if it was, like, the American Werewolf and London Boys? Like if it's two buddies, um, that could be a good open water sequel because yeah. then I feel like there's like this different kind of like. Um, I wonder what those sequels are about, actually. Ooh, there's yeah. two of them. Um, because if open water, if the, if the open water franchise looked at was like sort of about like what does being alone, 
with sharks reveal about a certain like dynamic, uh-huh. <laughs> like uh, with like two buddies, like uh, I've thought about how like with my people I loved one loved ones that I'm in romantically intimate relationships with, I allow myself to be the biggest whiny crybaby <laughs> to it in a way that I would never ever be in front of my friend. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Like, oh, right. Yeah. So like oh, in open water, would I be like, would it take longer for me to finally go like, well, you did want to take this trip and I didn't want to like, that would be, I, it would take me so much longer to have that conversation with a buddy than with a, a intimate loved one. I could see that. Yeah. 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 Open Water 2 Adrift, when a group of friends fail to lower the ladder of their boat, they find themselves <laughs> stranded in the surrounding waters and struggle to survive. Ooh, sort of like a Jeepers Creepers 2, but without the bus. Yeah. And instead of oh, staying yeah. in the bus, they're trying to get in the bus. Ooh, that's scary. Here's the ladder a, goes up, so you're trying to like grasp at a wet boat. And you can't I guess, get and then in. it just floats off, or what? Here's a better synopsis: Amy, her husband James, and their baby Sarah travel to Mexico to sail in the yacht of their reckless friend Dan with their <laughs> common friends Zach and Lauren, and celebrate the thirtieth birthday of Zach. They are introduced to Dan's girlfriend, Michelle, and they drink and recall moments of their past while navigating. Miles away from shore, Michelle suggests to stop the yacht and swim in the calm water. Mm -hmm. Amy stays in the boat since she has a childhood trauma with Ocean and Dan stays with her. Later, the irresponsible Dan pushes Amy overboard, (sighs) falling with her in a prank. Once in the water, the group realizes that Dan forgot to put the embarkation ladder and the freeboard makes freeboard makes impossible to climb to the main deck of their yacht. With the baby alone in the boat and stranded in the open sea, they panic and their desperation lead them to a tragic fight for survival. Ooh. Ooh interesting. Um, that's So rate, that's open water to adrift? That's rated almost the same as two. Okay, and then there's open water three, cage dive. That's Nicolas Cage, just does high dives for 80 minutes straight. Well, it's tough with that D sound on the top of dive because it sounds like caged I've caged. I've <laughs> three friends filming an audition tape for an extreme reality TV show find themselves stranded in shark infested waters, turning their recording into a bloody diary of death. Do they have what it takes to survive the open water? Oh, so this is found footage. It okay, like. of course. And look at the picture is a night vision confessional of a person crying into camera. Uh, yeah, where have we seen that before? Yeah, Blair Shark Project. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. The um, uh, So I don't think we'll be covering those sequels. I don't think so. Um, Unless you guys get in there and do a write-in candidate for next week's episode. But. Uh, forget next week's episode. How about um, uh, the next election? <laughs> write in one of the uh, open water sequels. <laughs> the next president of the United States. Stakes. Shark Stakes is Open Water 3, Cage Dive. I think we could make that happen. I think with He's enough the, yeah. of us, like, so we could get one of them uh, elected. Um, I'm just looking for my uh There's a good jump scare here. in this. The sharks, like, the shark stuff is amazing. Because there's no CGs, no animatronics. It's all real sharks in this movie. Um. Oh, I know. How did, there were some shots where I was just like, so blown away like you see a shark fin come out of the water and its tail flop around right in front of the actor i know so were those 
maybe you don't have an answer. I don't know. Is it like, no, these sharks are trained so that they don't hurt you? Or is it like they were standing in like kind of like an underwater like no, cage? No, I don't believe they were. Uh, they had a shark wrangler and they were feeding the sharks tons of tuna so that as long as the sharks are preoccupied with the tuna, I guess they wouldn't be tempted to bite the actors. And the actors were wearing chain mail under their wetsuits, but they worked Whoa. for two days with the sharks. Yeah. That is I dedication. I know. Yeah, I I have to. I think that's probably like the most notable thing about this movie of all the shark movies we've yeah. watched so far is just the reality. That part where she was like floating on her back before she woke up, and there oh. were like sharks like floating like right underneath under her. her and to her side. I couldn't believe it. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh. Um. So the um. Oh oh oh. So just going through the yeah the beginning. It said based on true events. So, um, in the credits at the beginning there, uh, did, did, what's that do for you? Not just with this movie, but in general, when you see that. Not much. Um, yeah, me neither. But I, I wish that hadn't been so overused throughout the years because in this case, it, it does seem to matter. Like this is pretty much the story. So usually it's so bastardized, whatever really happened that you see it now and you're like, mm, you do the jack up motion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe with this, I hadn't thought about it that way. It helps with the, um, or whatever, not helps, but just like w with them dying at the end, it, you can go, Oh, this was a, a sober retelling of this is like, yeah, the United but even 95. that I, I was just like, I don't oh, that's have true. any idea that this really happened this way until I read it. And it did. Yeah. Yeah, but who's to, since they weren't in their last moments, those both of them could have gone down singing show tunes. <laughs> Probably not. But who knows? Like, there's no, I don't know that there's any evidence that they were killed by sharks, the original people. I think they oh, really? were just lost at sea and probably drowned or died of exposure. Oh. I guess. Yeah. In that, a way, sharks are like, I know, but just like a relief in that situation. Like, oh, I'm not going to just die of exposure and dehydration. Just. A shark will come along and just gobble me up. I know, but it, that, I mean, that even brings you to the end when she goes underwater, which I'm taking to mean she's trying to drown herself or is she just like, come get me sharks? But I don't know how going underwater is really going to make it, make them eat you quicker. I don't. Right. Can, it, but you can't really drown yourself, can you? Uh, I guess you could. Especially if just, since she dropped those weights. She doesn't have anything to weigh her down. I guess you could just intake water and. Oh god! Yeah. See, that's the whole thing. I wrote a note at one point, like halfway through, going, "I want it to end," because there was another point where I she felt just says during the movie too. Yeah, yeah, where she just goes, "I love you" to him, and it was like it just broke my heart because yeah. it's like, oh. I well, I know. noticed one of them. She says, "I love you," and he doesn't say, "I love you back." Yeah, he's a bastard. This guy is a. Uh, I mean, uh, he's a real dope. Yeah, and, that's and, true. And, and when I was hesitating about with the treatment of the guy thing. It was kind of like, I feel like the movie does do it, call him out as a dope just by showing that he does dopey things. They don't have to like, but there were times where I did kind of think like, there's <laughs> a point where she's like, I was just, I can't believe this is even happening. And he goes, it actually happens all the time. I've read it in Diver magazines. Yeah. Now I'm putting the spin on it of like satire. Yeah. There was a point where I was like, He's mansplaining. I think this movie thinks that's a-okay. Oh, like, yeah. This yeah, is 2003. Yeah. Mansplaining yeah. is not a problem. No, no, no. It's a pastime. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like him, 
you could make a whole movie out of that moment where he's supposed to hold on to her, but he falls asleep too, and then they drift apart, and then she sees him, and then they swim back oh. together, and then pretty kindly like waits a while before she goes what happened there? i know and then he's like ah, must have fallen must've. asleep drifted apart and i was like that's a whole movie like you let us drift apart i must have gotten sick of all the nagging and i fell asleep because it bored me to tears <laughs> oh, i'd rather be ripped apart by sharks <laughs> yeah the shark is better than your mother-in-law <laughs> where's my man cove <laughs> Oh my god, if some male sharks came and took him back to his man cove. <laughs> um but the um oh oh also at the beginning I liked the um uh very 2003 uh gag about like I'm on my cell phone in my car. We're talking and you're on a cell phone in yeah. the house and yeah. then you come and join me in the car. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. Uh, timely uh, or of its time. Uh, now they take the plane and they get on the beach and they talk about how they're leaving work behind in the hotel. And this is the Blair Witch stuff. Like when they're like just showing like, random not in a bad way random but just like island vacation footage of people who are just doing their business at that time yeah. not that Blair Witch you see that but just like oh this feels like a documentary yeah. or something yeah yeah but um the uh there the, there's a part where like a fake shark's hanging and he puts his head up it uh, uh yeah so I don't know. You know how uh, Universal Studios, they have like the fake Jaws hanging up? Yeah. Like, you feel like an idiot when you get up there to take a picture for it because you're like, I guess I'm going to put my head in his mouth just like every other <laughs> dumbass. But what else am I supposed to do? Well, if it ain't broke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when I saw him do that, I was like, hey, it ain't broke. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, um, but that brings us, if you're ready to talk about it, you referenced it. Um, why did they put nudity in this movie? That was so. I don't such know. A strange... I read a little bit about that because I guess uh, the actress's parents saw the movie, and her dad apparently was okay with it, but her mom was kind of not okay with her doing nudity, and she was like, "I don't didn't know if I wanted to do it," but then this is IMDb trivia. So okay. take it with a grain of salt, but she said something like, but there's nothing happening in the first part of this movie. So there needed to be some excitement. Oh. But the bigger question is she was kind of like, I think she was a little thrown by the fact that her mom cared so much about the nudity, but didn't seem to have a problem with her swimming with sharks, <laughs> <laughs> with live sharks, something like that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah, it just like uh, it it surprised me, especially what the scene is about, which is them about to have sex, but then her saying she's not in the mood. Like, you don't have to do all that for that, if ever, because sometimes you see love scenes where people are mostly clothed, and you know that it's for movies' sake that they're clothed. So, yeah, you don't have to have someone nude for that yes. scene to be effective. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, right. And then, like, uh, there was a moment in that scene that I liked where it was something like, uh, 
she has something on her mind and he goes, what? And she goes, oh, nothing. And they don't explain like, how could they just, but like what she thought of in that moment. And then that's sort of just like pivoted. I was like, oh, I like that uh, moment. It's just like, uh, when it's like a bookended by like, kind of like a, surprise gratuitous nudity i'm not like a yeah. puritanical person and then and then the bookend on the other side is kind of like a gag about um they wake up in the middle of the night because of a weird sound and that's then, when like, it really felt like paranormal activity to me or something because the camera's <laughs> up in the corner of the room kind of almost fish islands and yeah. yeah when the nudity popped up i went oh i really made an audible thing like i did i did not expect that yeah. I don't know. It's funny. Like to have that reaction, I don't know if that's like, is it, am I quasi incelish? Like I'm having this like response to like, or am I my dad and mom who like, do they really need to put that in there? Or am I my own person with my own opinion? Like, like, no, I think it's just a sign of the times. I think that was definitely not to use that platitude, but like a different time. I'm not justifying what was going on back then, but now we're way more aware of how rampant exploitative nudity was and how easy it was to just say, no, we need some boobs in this scene because nothing's going on here or something. And that just, I don't think would fly today. And that's why it looks so weird, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It is like, it's of its time I, I feel like horror movies now they're not like a resource for nudity like no they used but to be. The, the 2000s were a real renaissance of that because it went away in the 90s where horror movies got a little more tame it seems yeah. and then in the 2000s they really got a little broy. it's just it really is that weird that documentary woodstock 99 of the late 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 90s and 2000s has that kind of aggressive male sort of uh, entitlement or something about it. I can't quite. I I haven't seen that documentary, but I'm like, yeah, being alive during that time and being 18 to 22 during that time, I definitely remember like, uh, Oh, it's interesting that the whole world is tap, is trying to tap into my feelings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the last, like, or, or is giving me a sense of like, uh, I'm right about all this or something. It, it was a weird. I think it was just cause everything in the world was being made by analogs of you and me at that time. <laughs> yeah. You know? So it was just de facto viewpoints yeah. of us as opposed to what it's turning the tide now. Well, Slipknot came out of Iowa, so <laughs> they were tapping into the same feelings I was having living in. A, uh, now, the um, uh, I really like the part. So the next day when they get on that boat, um, I just loved seeing those real people on a boat. Talk about like uh, bros. There's like too. two bros there who's like, hey, dude, I did this like once. And then the other guy's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Which book show necklace did you wear today? Uh, I got it inside my visor. Hold on. I, I'm not mocking Puka Shell guys. Who, who are you voting for uh, American Idol tonight? Oh, uh, definitely uh, Ruben. Ruben Stuttered. 
It took me a while to access. No, that was really fast. Hey, can we open water? Open the floodgates of water? Yes, let's open the floodgates of water with our first pee break. I'm I very know. and you didn't even take one coming in, man. I know. Something's different about you. George normally pees two cups of <laughs> coffee, coffee at home. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. With Corley and Rust. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. With We're back. We are back from open waters, open water. Um, now, where does that... Uh, oh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. How did the... Um, oh, oh the, the one joke I liked is when he was like, this is the international distress signal, and he screamed, and like, yeah, 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 yeah that was funny. That's um, definitely right out of a theme park. But the... Uh, can you walk me through how did this miscounting the twenty happen? I, I know yeah. it had something to do with the jerk. Like, so twenty went off the boat. Mm-hmm. Then the jerk couldn't go. Two came back, and then he marked down three. Like three were back on the boat, but then didn't re- recognize that oh. the jerk and the husband left again, so that. When everybody came back, is that right? He had already, and then he was like, counted those two. Coming back yeah. as the couple that were gone. Now, did you notice the couple's last names in the their identification cards at the end? No. Our main Lun- couples? Lunch meat? No, close. <laughs> Her last name was Watkins and his was Kintner. Watkins is the name of the girl at the beginning of Jaws. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's a, it's so funny for a whole movie that never even really I know. Referenced. The the only big reference I saw was when the sun goes down and they did that blood red sky from the Jaws 2 teaser poster. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh that's funny that their date last names are that. And then uh, their first names are what? Uh, Roy and Scheider. <laughs> Susan and Daniel, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, now, uh, did... Uh, um, oh, they're also doing the kind of like um, screen time. It's 9.45 now. Oh, it's, yeah. It, um, now, we, we talked about the jerk. Um, 
he initially doesn't have uh, a mask. Um, uh, and I thought, oh, um, uh, in 2003, jerks without masks was a problem too. Oh my gosh, I got real topical there, Gorley. <laughs> Now, what did you think of that? I liked that guy. I thought he was great. I thought he was great. Did you see? Is he in anything else? Does he oh, ever play look. like the... Um, I feel like that could easily be a typecast. Let's like on Snakes see. in a Plane, he's like the guy who's like, get me on that plane. He's not in anything I'm recognizing. He was on that show Prodigal Son. He's on Law and Order. He was on The Deuce but I'm not seeing any movies that I recognize. Was the deuce that a uh, porn? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The James Dean. Yeah. The James Dean porn movie. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Nothing else I can see here worth mentioning. You know, the real horror movie to me was being the guy on the boat who realizes he left them behind and the feeling of horror you would have a day later. When you mean like, at the end when he sees their like equipment there and he's yeah. like, oh, oh, oh God, jeez. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah, because uh, that's, um, everybody screws up with their job. Yeah, but, but that's, that's a, a tough screw up. That's a big, big. Do you think there's, you're ever... <laughs> Gorley, in your position, any jobs you've worked or the jobs you work currently now, uh, do you think there's even the potential for death at your hands? Well, I was one time, I used to work as a scenic designer and I did the designs and a lot of the painting, but I wasn't fully responsible for the construction. But a friend of mine was, and I went to pick up this giant platform. It was probably, you know, it was made of solid two by fours and like, um, plywood covering so it weighed a ton and it was huge it was probably eight feet long by maybe six feet high by four feet wide it was a monolith of a thing Uh and i put it in the back of my truck and there was an open section of it and the wind caught it and i was driving home late at night and it just flew out of my truck and if there was a car behind me it would have slammed into a windshield and killed people and it was luckily like a late at night and nobody was there and like you're surfing um, catapult. Yeah, basically. I, I was, you know, I was in my early 20s and so stupid. I and then did it, did it demolish? Or? No, actually. And my friend was driving alongside me with other stuff and it rolled to the side of the freeway and it had like a busted corner, but we fixed it and it still used it. <laughs> yeah, I think I knew somebody who was like knocked unconscious, uh, trying to do the teen wolf, like riding the va- surfing on the van thing. There's oh, like, really? Just, like oh, so God. many things. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. You'd be inspired. To, not that you're, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, um, uh, the horror story, like when you were saying like, oh, the, the thing was the guy recognizing he met, messed up the like horror points for me or the thing that I like most is the like, this movie's full of them is the like the horror of they forgot and we were left behind. And then the suspense of there's people over there and could we get them to recognize like we're over here? Uh, those are like oh, yeah. really, really scary things that the, this throughout the, movie i do wish like they had had one shot from like 
the point of view of what the ship would be like at the very end, that big barge that goes by or whatever. Yeah. Like to know how insignificant they look yes. outside of their right. own experience or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then the other thing I know, like the shots that were like really effective were the ones that were like when they were in the water with them, but there was a couple times when they do or a few times if the two of them were talking, it would kind of be like the camera would be above looking down at them talk. And those were just like, it immediately like would feel phony yeah, or it would like take me out of the Yeah. Why movie. is that? Well, I felt like, Oh, is it just because you lose the horizon line with them? Yeah. And like when you see the horizon line, then you see how empty it is. But when it's just kind of like above them looking down, it feels like, Oh, they could be, the beach could be like two feet away yeah, from here. Or they're just clearly standing on a boat and shooting these as opposed to filming from inside the water. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, I was wondering how they got such good sound out of them. Cause as far as I could tell, it didn't seem like a lot of ADR and they must've had a, a good boom. But then it also made me think the score was not what I expected. It was just a lot of like old blues needle drop songs. And yeah. Yeah. Like I, Island singing. And, yeah. yeah I yeah. was kind of thrown by that. I, I didn't know what to think about it. I think maybe the score could have been, well, there wasn't really a score. It was really just, yeah. I guess there was some score, but. Sometimes an ominous note would come in, but yeah. when it would, it kind of surprised me because I, partly if the movie feels like it's all like verite, mm-hmm. maybe when music pops up, it started, it feels a little like it doesn't fit yeah. in right. And it was almost only in transitions, but they, they were weird. Oh yeah. They would do those kind of like mood atmosphere yeah. transition, like dissolving clouds yeah. and stuff yeah um oh uh this fits with what i was or what i when i asked you like how much you if you streamed it or if it was free and stuff because i when i rented it i noticed that it was cheaper than most movies to rent and cheaper than most movies to buy and i do think it's like because it was it looks a little junky yeah, and it's under 90 minutes. Yeah. So it like deserves its own kind of place of like, oh, you should have to spend as much money. Yeah. But uh, it made me wonder, like, do you think, um, or did they, did video stores have sometimes like a rag that would be like the 199, like I think the 99 so. oh, cent yeah. rag that was like, yeah. we know these movies suck. Or yes. like, you can't be mad at us if yeah. you read this and the it sucks. The Dolph Lundgren section. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. How much were these, was this to rent? Was it like 99 cents or? Uh, yeah, I think it was like $2 versus yeah. $5 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I yeah. wonder if open water two and three are more expensive. <laughs> if we look it up now, it, it costs $35 <laughs> to rent open water two. It's like the Disney Plus premiere access. Uh, you guaranteed their production values are better on both of those movies. Yeah, I mean, like it is like uh, how much uh, when you saw when I saw seeing a movie, I was very forgiving at the time. Like, yeah, I wasn't like this looks like crap. But now, have you noticed? Like, you look at something that was uh, from 2012, an interview, and the resolution is just like yeah. so much junkier. Yeah, and I go, well, my imagination is limited, so I can't fully know. But I, I go. Well, it has to keep getting like more pristine or whatever the word is. 
and the stuff I'm looking at now is going to seem like... You would think, but they keep saying like, oh, the human eye can't even appreciate 4K. And then 8K is starting to come around. Well, the human eye can't even appreciate 8K. Oh. Because the resolution is so fine that it's gotten to the point where it doesn't matter anymore. But I'm sure you're right that there's going to be something. What would it look like to watch like a 8K presentation of open water? Like, I don't know, but I've seen the... A few of the James Bond films in 8K a few years ago, they were doing a restoration and a friend of mine worked on them. So he had me come into the studio they were mixing the sound for. And I got to watch, what was it, Dr. No and um, a few others too. But on a movie that old, it didn't look any different Mm. to me than 4K. 4K, you can definitely notice the difference between 4K and even 1080. Yeah. And certainly 7 Whatever it is, seven. Oh, or right, seven. right, right. Yes, the stuff below that. Yeah, yeah. that's. Yeah. I I like if I have a movie somewhere and it's seven and it's available to rent in even ten eighty, I'll rent it because th- that. But then you're getting between ten eighty and four K. Would you rent it if you had it in ten eighty? I tend to want to rent the higher. Oh yeah, no, thing. no. I yeah. would uh, definitely. I mean, like I have. I own the 4K downloaded version of Terminator 2 because oh. I could only buy that, I think, at one point, And the 1080 version was out loud. But I was like, well, I'll buy this just so I can see yeah. old Schwartzy in 4K. Yeah. yeah. And does, that doesn't have that issue, right, of this sometimes computer-generated special effects before the days of high-definition TV weren't done at a high enough resolution. Oh, I didn't notice that, but... Um, or is it something like... like I, isn't that the case with the prequels that they were shot in 1080 or something like that? So oh, they can't no. really up them like you can film. Oh, my gosh. I guess it would be Attack of the Clones. But isn't that going to be like a big thing? It's like, um, how do you update... Um, digital stuff like everything's going to be sort of i mean i'm sure they'll figure out a way but just like in its own encoding i'm using dumb dumb words here that i don't know but like that it is easier to go back to a piece of film and restore it but using new technology to get into old technology is going to be difficult like like how i can't i should be able to take my floppy disks from college with my college essays and put them in my laptop, right? Like my laptop's sophisticated. Wouldn't I be able to like just do that? But like, I can't. No, you can't. I mean, I'm sure somebody will go like, give them to me. Yeah. I think there's going to have to be some like archive center that has every viable piece of hardware and you send your media in and they're like, okay, we'll put it on the most current. Wow. We uh, did that. I think everybody did it probably around like in the nineties where, 50s and 60s home videos are put onto a disc or a, a yeah. tape. Um, so our video rental place would do that, but they would just um, have uh, one song that they would just loop for the 40 minutes that you're watching it. And it was through the years, you never oh let me down. Oh my God. You turn the world around. Oh. And Wait. we wouldn't mute it. 
<laughs> Our family would just like sit there and listen to this song repeatedly because it was on the tape. I've told this story right where my dad and my stepmom came back from Europe and they went on a long tour of Europe and they showed us this long <laughs> video tour of all their pictures, but it, they had a service do it and they put yes. um, acoustic instrumental covers of classic rock songs over the whole thing and then it gets to when they went to Auschwitz and it's just Van Morrison's Brown Eyed Girl was playing over this and you just and and there was no register it didn't register with them at all and Amanda and I were looking at each other the amount of times that poor taste just like totally like for most people they just goes as a unchecked yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean even for the people who made the I mean the people who made the tape yeah who put the music to that they, well they're also for sure not watching right right they're right they're just like put yes. on the old playlist yeah the old acoustic rock yeah yeah uh, <sighs> uh, <laughs> it's a really funny rock song one two three clock four clock rock <laughs> Uh, I was telling Leslie, it's so funny, like how, um, you know, so many songs that is like, well, what's funny about that song is just like they're singing about the, their genre as they're like, doing yeah. it. it's like rock and roll is what I'm singing. <laughs> but uh, I was saying, like, I love the like genre of song that's like rock is here to stay, yeah. rock ain't going away, rock's forever. Uh, like, have you ever gone to the Natural History Museum in New York and and oh, no. you watch this thing about the Big Bang and how the cosmos like was formed and then you do this little spiral um, exit out of there and then it kind of like is the exit out of the museum. It can be like it just kind of puts you back out into the earth. But it's this like experience where it's like each foot is a billion years right. or whatever. And so you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There is nothing, 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 nothing. And then at the very, very end, I mean, it's the point of the thing. It's just like humankind. Yeah. And then uh, tools are formed or something like tools are, and then you're like, whoa, okay. There's a lot of time before I get it. I get it. So it's really funny. <laughs> that like a genre that's only existed for like 30, like in the seventies, people are thinking songs about rock will never die. <laughs> we'll see we'll that's see. gonna be a really long staircase that just keeps going and rock and roll just takes over <sighs> i mean i guess if they're doing those cool acoustic versions that you were telling you about then I maybe mean, we'll stick around they, they are now on digital media so they technically will be around in the ether i guess but it's weird to think that even mp3s for podcasts probably or i'm sure will not well, be the the Ricky Gervais thing, which was like the one of the first podcasts. Now you're you're talking about it. it's a hard thing to find. Yeah, that's and we used to do Super Ego on something called an. Uh, uh, what was it now? Well, it was M4A, but it used to be there used to be a type of podcasting called Enhanced Podcasts. I think it's technically Whoa. still viable, but nobody does it. Whoa! And on your iPod at the time, or even your iPhone for a while, when you listen to the podcast it would change pictures. You could put chapter breaks. So we would put a picture of the character of Super Ego up every time the sketch oh changed. Gosh. There was links. You could touch the link and it would take you to the website. You could put notes. You could put text in there. Oh, man. I don't know why that didn't stick around. I loved it. And and GarageBand used to come with the sophomore or software where you'd put the audio in and then you'd put 
images above it and you could put little chapter breaks. And so you could skip ahead in podcast to like halfway through where, where, where the author of the podcast would want you to go, not just you going like 15 seconds ahead. That is really cool. Yeah. I I wonder why that did in a, I don't know. And video podcasts were a thing early on too. And those aren't really around anymore either, I guess, because of YouTube, but I know there's some comedy bang, bang, um, video podcast episodes that are on YouTube and they seem to be, uh, pretty popular because people yeah yeah you hunger for that and you could even like put a pdf up in a podcast feed and it would download and you could like do like a a zine of your podcast or something wow yeah so how do you think um people 100 years from now are they experiencing this podcast with their like matt and paul replicants that they've built and they're going like podcast zines are here to stay Uh, did you uh, were you ever a zine head did you buy zines or no but i i think in theory i would have been but they just never really crossed my path that much i'm trying to i i had a couple of anime zines all right that's and i would scour those for whatever was hot but it was in usually in japanese so i could only look at the pictures and were they from japan or they would be about I don't even know. They oh, were yeah. so over photocopied. I couldn't even tell you where they were originally from. I wasn't um, around an area that had zines. Like when I was in college, it was like in 2000, I could buy zines, but it was like people were making a choice by that point of like, I could be doing online stuff, but I'm doing yeah. zines. Where So I never got the, but I remember like first hearing about zines because the internet was got, was like on MTV one day, they were like, the uh, editor-in-chief of the most popular Madonna zine has said that he is stepping down and no longer making the Madonna zine oh because God. the internet now has like made it obsolete and just be like, oh, okay, zines are oh, wow. a thing and they're over? Yeah. 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 Zines are not here to stay. No, they are not. Maybe, maybe somebody's doing it with Gorley and Rust zine. <laughs> I'd love there. to see it. We'll put it up in the feed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you... Um, Okay, so then um, a, a couple things about um, this movie uh, that I do think are choices is like the um, the one we discussed before that the couple doesn't argue. They like s- uh, s- slow burn it or whatever yeah. until they finally fight. Um, the other thing is like they don't yell. No. And he, it, he just freaks out that time and yells to the boat. Yeah, when he's angry. Yeah. Um, and that was the point. When he got angry, I was like, that'd be me in the first 30 minutes. Uh-huh. I'd be like, these fucking assholes, <laughs> they don't know to look around for us and we're paying them. That would totally be my, it would not take seven hours. But the, um, yeah, that like uh, idea of like, um, that they're talking about getting hungry after like, it takes a long time before they like, they never scream. Which no, they're I guess really it, calm. Cause I just think they think the boat's coming right back. That's the only justification. I, I could see. Think. And he says as much like they'll be back any minute. They'll realize our stuff's there. They, I thought it was some sort of also like scuba ethos. Like it got drilled into us. Probably what caused the panic attack a little oh, bit was right. like, don't panic. Yeah. They kept saying that over and over again. It yeah. became a little bit of the, like, don't think of elephants. Like, yeah. Um, what is panicking? Is this panicking? Am I right. panicking now? Like I, I, I thought he, 
yeah, they were intentionally like keeping their scuba chill. No, yeah. I yeah, I think they just weren't panicking. Yeah. Because there wasn't a function for yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. A similar thing to that that I think was a choice and an effective one, but it wasn't the obvious one is when she kisses him goodbye and lets him float away and she's just numb and emotionless. Yeah, so I she, missed that. It was so kind of like quick. Yeah, I think she's just I guess you realize you don't realize it while it's happening, but then what happens, you realize she's already decided she's going to die. So she's not sad as much as like, I'm going to live without you. It's more like yeah. she's preparing herself for death. Oh, this movie was sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I liked your question earlier of like, what is she trying to do by going underneath? Cause I did think like, what if, um, she went underneath and then none of the sharks ate her. And then she came back up and was like, what am I a chaplain? <laughs> Like, what if a shark did it? It's a man's world. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wish I could remember the person's name. They brought up the best point, I think, in the Jaws 3D comments on our Patreon. I'll I'll, I'll try to look at it. uh, They brought up the good point with all these shark movies. These sharks are getting so fucking full. (laughs) Like, by the end, they're just like, they didn't say this, but it's fun to imagine. Like, it's the end of Thanksgiving night. (laughs) And these sharks are just like sloshing around by the end, be like, oh, I guess I'll eat you too. <laughs> Maybe that's partly oh. how they can be taken down. Like, they're a little easier to trick and kill by the end because they're just like, uh. Did you hear how much trip the van humans have in them? Oh my God, I'll never eat again. Anyway, want to watch the Godfather marathon? <laughs> Oh yeah, Twilight Sharks would zone. never watch uh, any of the Jaws movies. No, if there's a Jaws marathon. They're like, eh, let's... I guess that would be kind of like, what would the analog be of a human killing sharks? Or like, it'd be like watching a movie about a hunter. Oh yes, yeah. Or right, right, right. It, it would be like watching um. Like a boss I really hated. Like a movie about what a cool dude he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. There were some days. <laughs> Grandma's making teenager. <laughs> that was the uh, subtitle for Jaws 2. <laughs> Grandma's making teenager. <laughs> Grandma's making teenager. Um, do you know um, uh, the celebrity... The movie, they were doing like a celebrity naming game. Was it like a Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? I thought it was a Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon thing, but it was a little odd. But that's weird that that happened because I've been playing that to myself to fall asleep at night. The Kevin Bacon? Six Degrees? Yeah. When do you... How many like names does it usually take before you... Well, I've been trying to really challenge myself to go like way back to like a young new star to an old classic, but I did do Bob Rochelle to, I want to say James Mason. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I can even remember it. Oh, what was it? This boy tells me I'm in, connected to Bob Rochelle. That was my James Mason. <laughs> can I, oh no, don't get me into this Michael Caine zone again, but. Oh, this geez. boy tells me I'm connected to Bob Rochelle. No. Yeah, that was no. good. I'm they James say I'm connected Mason. to Bob Rochelle. 
How did I get there? Was it James Mason? I did so many by myself, but because Bob Rochelle is in Real Bullets with Martin Landau. Real Bullets, yes. Yeah, and that's the only way of any of the few that's films the he's gateway. done is you have to go Martin Landau, <laughs> which then always takes me to Ed Wood because then Cause you don't do Miami Vice. You can't do uh, TV. TV. Sometimes count. you can. Yeah, I guess movies. they have to be in the same episode though. Right. <laughs> But so, wait, James Mason was in The Last of Sheila with um, James Coburn. And then I think I went to Hudson Hawk. To, I can't remember so if Bruce, I'm... So Bruce Wade to Martin Landau is... Uh, is what? No, the, the, so, or, or Bruce Wayne, Bruce Willis. Oh, the yeah. Hudson, you're looking for the Hudson Hawk uh, connection to Martin I, Landau. I was half asleep when I did this, yeah. so I, but I did do it. I can't That's remember. That's good. Uh, uh, and then, uh, oh, yeah. How many names does it take before you kind of like conk out? Usually I give myself such a hard one, I'll just do the one and then I'm exhausted. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'll, uh, if I'm having a hard time falling asleep, I'll go, well, I could get up and go and, and I'll think of a thing that I don't want to do. Yeah. And I'll go, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, that's lucky. Man, that's good. It's because I'm dumb. No. My brain could be easily uh, tricked. <laughs> Wait, no, mine was... Selena Gomez to James Mason. Was that what it was? Spring Breakers with James Franco. James Franco and Alien Covenant with Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender with um, um, Mike Myers in Inglorious Bastards. Mike Myers to oh, Michael Caine in uh, Goldmember. Yeah. And then... Uh, Maybe it was just Michael Caine. I don't remember. Selena Gomez, though, is such a fun like starting point to get to. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lawrence Olivier. You should that, try that to- could do, because then Michael Caine to Lawrence Olivier in, is it Sleuth? Yes, that's right. There it is. Hey, all right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You should try to connect Selena Gomez to that um, elephant that dies in that Thomas Edison, like, early talk, <laughs> early, like... <laughs> Movie, the man in the moon, in that. Yeah, <laughs> trying to connect Selena Gomez to that rocket that goes in the eye of the moon. <laughs> Jeez, I don't think I even have any more notes. Yeah, let so me see here. Um, have at yours. Uh, I think. Oh, we, sorry, we, we covered. Uh, Only other than one I have is when he's oh, yeah. dead and he gets eaten, and that was pretty effective. Where he's just floating and then just. Keeps getting pulled oh, back under and then yeah. floats back up and keeps. Whoa, when he got pulled real. up, he's like, "They bit me. They bit me." No, I mean when he's dead, like he, oh, and then like he's just starting to get eaten. Yeah, bit by bit. Yeah. Too bad there wasn't any like um, puffy like feathers or um, puffs inside yeah, there that were coming out. I yeah, know. neoprene. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, everything I wrote down, I think we got to, but the um. Uh, uh eventually the um i did like the dialogue uh, this is actually my least favorite <laughs> it's kind of bad i just thought it was like i know how much you hate to throw up <laughs> <laughs> not me i love it um oh here's one thing that i just wanted to uh uh talk about that um so Joe Dante has this thing 
that I can't believe we've never talked about before on the podcast called it's just a game he plays called uh, name the monster name the metaphor which is like oh. every monster has like the reason it's time and in its place it, that monster was created and why it was popular to people I uh, love it um, so I did think when I was watching this the stuff that really fascinated me the most was them going how can this be happening? Why is this happening? This is so weird. This is happening. This shouldn't be happening. Does this even really ever happen to other people? It was just such a like, they seem to be kind of like perplexed about how and why something bad could happen. 2003. I think this is a little like oh, post 9 yeah, 11. Like, yeah. I'd buy that. How are these sharks attacking us right now? Yeah. What the fuck did we do that we got in this situation? And, yeah. uh, how are we going to get out of it? Felt like oh, timely. that's really interesting, especially knowing this took two years to make. It was probably oh, just right. put together right after nine twelve. Yeah. They yeah. were like sharks. They, yes, they open were water, yeah. greenlit. Um, but uh, that's really interesting. But the um, uh, I did like then too the um, when you can tell it's not going to go well for them when he starts like going. This is a story we'll be telling people the rest of our lives. And then she's like, I found candy. I know. And then they eat the candy. You're like, yeah. oh, if they're eating candy, they're not going to get saved. That's their last nice moment. Yeah. Um, now, the, uh, the, the thing that uh, really got me with the lightning storm is when he's struggling and screaming. And she's like, uh, oh, he goes, it hurts. It hurts. And she goes. It's okay that it hurts. I know. Whoa. I know. That is an improvised line that like somebody wouldn't write that yeah. is like really terrifying. Yes, it is because also it, it feels like she's saying like, if it hurts, it means you're still alive. Whoa. So, you know, like it's a good, you can feel it. That means that's good. And, yeah. You're like, has it like fallen off? Oh, yeah. God. I'd like to think, I know if this happened to me, I'd be really brave. Oh, yeah. I'd have my knife and I'd, if any of them got near me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd just fly out of there because I could fly. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And you get that one use. Oh, yeah. One use flying. I have not used it. I almost did on a date, but. <laughs> oh, to impress, to impress yeah, the gal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But she'll be really impressed if the two of you were ever oh, no, stranded I'd, in yeah, the ocean. Yeah, I'd leave her squarely behind. Did you use up your flying? Too bad. Oh, you can't. You couldn't lift no. her. No. Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> I guess if you don't know the Teach flight power. Lesson. Yeah. Yeah. It's 2003. You got to learn your lesson, babe. Uh, did you? Uh, the The husband... When he's gone, yeah, that jacket is like getting like pulled under in a weird way. That's yeah. what you were talking about. Yeah. And then you just, they well, get. that's him. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get, right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And then they get that footage of like just a pack of sharks kind of like all showing up yeah. at once. That's what's also so scary about this. It's not a shark movie. It's a sharks movie. That's it's right. A frenzy. Yeah. Cause they don't even have the ability to, like, she asked like what kind it is and he doesn't know. Yeah. What does he say? It is. Big, he's like, they're big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, usually in these movies you get a little bit of a, a shark. He said one name, was it not? Uh, reef sharks. I think he just uh, called them reef sharks. 
Too bad he didn't say hammerhead. Or oh yeah. Oh god, we got to get our hammerhead shark greenlit toot sweet. Oh god, and that that shark only kills people by hitting them on the side of its head like a hammer. <laughs> he twists it vertical. And then <gasps> yes. Come. Yeah. Well, that's like the logo too. Like he hammers like the the D in hammerhead title like with his head, and then stands next to it with his fins crossed, and like leads up against. But it's a serious movie. Yes. Oh, yes. It was definitely it's a on the level of The Exorcist. Uh, yeah. Uh, I last the very final thing I noticed it had a little paw print graphic. Did you see that at the, when all the credits were done? This little paw print came up, and I didn't. Maybe there was text underneath it, but I it must have been like uh, no animals were oh. hurt. But how do you know? Did they yeah. interview all the shacks? Yeah, I want them on record. <laughs> I bet if you let the sharks on, um, like background, talk about their experience. I was there too. Yes. Yeah. And then you did disguise their voice, yeah. so they had anonymity. <laughs> they would be like, "We were kept longer than we were told to," and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't they, tuna they were feeding us. No, they put them in uh, chainmail suits. But what about us? We didn't get anything. You know, we're have not the real chainmail. Mm, yes, I have. Um, for was but it not for stage combat? Yeah, it was just for like th- theatrical purposes, like I'm a medieval to, times kind I of. Remember thing. what it was? Oh, I don't know what it um, was. Just to feel how heavy it was somewhere. I was at like a costume shop or something. And it would, I guess, a chainmail suit. I guess that's the reason they're doing it. It could stop a shark bite, huh? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you think that their IDs didn't look like them? No, I thought maybe, are this another couple on the boat? <laughs> yeah, maybe odd? that's Watkins and Kintner. They maybe <laughs> left another couple behind. Oh my we God. Didn't even get this that's... is the screwiest fleet <laughs> on water. <laughs> Maybe people left it right. Yeah. Um, well, should we rate it? Yeah. Um, do you have a best kill? Uh, there's only two. Oh, right. right. One's really not even a kill so much as a surrender. I guess I got a good Daniel. Just I was pretty sad for him to float away and then just to see him get pulled over periodically or pulled under yeah. periodically. Yeah. Daniel's and it's, it's funny to put that up with the other kills we've watched because it just it's putting in context for me how like it's been like oh jaws movies prosthetic yeah deep space nine that's right (laughs) deep blue sea uh (laughs) prosthetic and uh dodgy cgi yeah and then this was all like real thing and then also with the real thing was the story and the characters were like more real thing like they died and they got and there was no yeah heroics so uh that's a uh i don't know i would have liked to see the prosthetic sharks in this movie flopping around and putting them inside their mouths (laughs) so you a susan or a daniel guy a daniel a daniel Daniel. from way back (laughs) yeah okay and susan's yeah it did seem like it was like a um I thought it was like a a dignity thing like i'm gonna die with uh i think so but they could have shown some of the shorts eaters. I know. <laughs> what if, just as a comparison, compare it to the ending of Jaws 3D with the like 
uh, oh, the floating, the floating dolphin, uh, God. the double. <laughs> they should have put the dolphin floating in on the bookends of this shot of her going under. <laughs> yes, with a freeze frame. <laughs> we were Dennis dolphins Quaid. all along. We just, we didn't kill your husband. We only made love to him. He loves us. Unconsensual. Um, all right. So, what are you going to give this out of thirteen? This is a tough one for me. I, I yeah. recognize it's. It's originality and importance, but it made me feel bad. Let's, yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. I think I'll give it a. I'll give it a seven. Seven years in Tibet. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. So what do we 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 got next? Next week, it looks like. Is the Meg? Let me just refresh to see if this has made up a hundred. If the Shallows has gained a hundred and fifty votes since we last spoke of it, for real? No, to oh. see if it has because oh, it, oh. it's a hundred, literally a hundred and fifty behind. I see. Uh, well, it did gain two votes, so it's only a hundred and forty-eight okay. behind. But okay. I'll tell you what: when are you going to watch the Meg? Um, I guess probably uh, Wednesday night. I'll let you know before then if anything has changed, but I think it's safe to move Got ahead. Okay. And then after that is um, what, what what's the movie we're doing? Oh, after, Orca. Uh, Orca, Orca, and so then, then Orca, Piranha, Piranha, and Cruel Jaws. Cruel Jaws. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. And yeah. then that um, cause does that like um curious into like the season of sharks being over like i yeah. i feel like in in real life yeah. sharks start, start kind of like piecing out around that's, uh end of september and we, we're getting into our favorite time of year for this podcast and its concerns and that's mid september the beginning of fall now look i don't know what it is about this year but i am so excited for halloween i'm so excited for autumn and i'm very excited i'm gonna rewatch those halloween movies oh that is exciting before i go and uh, check it with this the new one. Oh, good but like the comfort of a halloween five i'm like really looking for <sighs> when do you do your watching is it mostly by yourself in the morning or with leslie at night or? uh it's it's at Night, yeah. After yeah. our uh, daughter goes to sleep, uh, Leslie and I will watch stuff sometimes, and then other times yeah. we'll yeah watch it separately. But I've just been down that crazy movie sinking uh, with the music. I haven't. I don't, Any new ones? Um, I'm working on some new ones. Okay, all right. But, I don't want to uh, rush you, but when you're ready, it's a, it's a that has become the the pastime. I well, Open it. Water was the first movie I like. Watched fully since Deep Blue Sea, but many. You mean without these movies are like really the time I'm watching movies right now. I've kind of me been too. on a movie break. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, like, I think it's a little bit uh, not to get too therapeutic or whatever right now at the end, but just like I think it is kind of being in this um, like. Where are we at right now in COVID? Like, and what is life and has it really gotten back to normal that like movies I think sometimes can function for me where it's like this is my experience and now the escape is movies 
but like maybe I'm having a hard time putting my finger down on what I'm like escaping from or something. Yeah, because it's been the same kind of dread for a long time. So do you need to escape it anymore? It's just part of life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, open water is like, yeah, it goes down different right now. Maybe. Yeah, like, that's yeah. maybe part of what it is. Too. Yeah. But I mean, uh, with the bag, it seems to be like that's going to be pretty silly. Tonally, I think we're in for the polar opposite here. Yeah. And then, uh, and what about just geographically? Is it different polary? polar opposites i don't know anything about this movie other than it has jason statham now this may go too far to the wacky for me where i need something in the middle some sweet spot like an orca Ooh, i mean that's a sweet spot like an orca (laughs) (laughs) that's good yeah yeah well this was really fun i mean it, it was a um kind of a um uh a bleak downer of a movie, but I don't feel like it was a bleak downer of an episode. No, it never is. No, never no. is. And it's always fun to watch these movies, even if they don't hit with you personally necessarily. Yeah. And I think, um, as they say, variety is the spice of life. It's something. So, I mean, that's what I, Oh, and we got to celebrate a Friday 13th recently. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I love the franchises where within the franchise, the variety is the spice of life. I agree. Right. I agree. Yeah. From from you, me, and Will Smith. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs> For more Gorley and Rust content, head over to patreon.com slash with Gorley and Rust to get episodes ad-free and a whole week early. Plus monthly mailbag episodes and feature-length watch-along film commentaries of your favorite horror classics. That's patreon.com slash with Gorley and Rust. Email us at withgorleyandrust at gmail.com and your questions might be featured on a future mailbag episode. With Gorley and Rust theme song by me, Matt Gorley, and performed by Townland. You can find us on Instagram as Townland Band, as well as Paul's fantastic band at Don't Stop or We'll Die. And why not rate and review with Gorley and Rust on Apple Podcasts? It'll help us grow the show and keep us trucking through the Jasons and the Michaels, the Leatherfaces and the Chuckies, the Aliens and the Candymans. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.